Welcome to the Top of the Morning Show. It's your girl Titi from the D. Happy, happy Thursday, y'all. It is Thankful Thursday once again. It is the last Thursday of the year for me as we get ready to close down the uh, season. And we will restart a brand new season in 2024. Today's hot topic, we're going to talk about the setup to fail syndrome. Mm. Listen, y'all, don't take the bait now. I was having some real good conversations just the other day. And I said, you know what? That is a great topic. We're going we're gonna to unpack that thing right before we end the season. Because I think a lot of people go through and don't even understand they're not the only one. What is the setup to fail syndrome? Yeah. It's when an employer or, or you know, employee, I would say employer, yeah, an organization fails or even does not create a productive environment where an employee has the opportunity to understand the work that they are set out or expected to do. And for whatever reason, whatever the problem is assumed that the employee is not competent, you know, not competent, not capable, and that's just not that's just not it. You think about the term fall guy, right? You set somebody up for failure. Now a lot of times people may not even realize, like, no, I'm not being set up for failure. And then they ask yourself, like, am I being set up for failure? And it's like but then what does that look like? How do you know? Right? Have you had the opportunity to be taught and trained on something? You know, would you ask somebody to drive a machine-operated, uh, let's just say a forklift, and they have no experience? I don't think you would. How? How would they? You, yeah, you're going to go on driving forklift today. Uh, who gonna teach me how to do that? And then they'll say, you know, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how to do it myself. It's like, well, how am I? If you don't know how to do it, uh, who, who's supposed to teach me? That's like an important factor. And I'm like, it's one you can't ignore. You can't just like, oh, you know, it's not one of those self-taught things. Now, some people might say, oh, I think you could probably read a book on, you know, how to use the gears and things of that nature. And this is just an example. And I'm like, you really are setting that person up for failure. Right? You blame that they should have known. What about the opportunity not to say no? See, the syndrome usually begins with the initial, can you do this job? Such as an employee, uh, let's say, loses a client. Doesn't make their mark. Misses a deadline. Right? This employee or this, uh, the performance is, like, poor. Right? And then it just creates a domino effect. Right? An employee could be then transferred into a division with a lukewarm recommendation from a previous boss who really didn't want you in the first place and happy to see you go perhaps the boss and the employee don't really get along and a lot of times 
you know, you may not, but let's be clear. When you are working and you have a job, you are there to do a job. Now, you are not there to be your boss's friend, wingman, or none of that. You're there to do a job. They hired you initially to be able to do that job. Now, if they promote you for whatever the reason or whatever that looked like, you may say, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't have no experience in this, but they said that I would do great at this. And I'm like, you know, the average person, when you give them the opportunity to go into another role, normally, I mean, and, and if I'm wrong, you know, hey, somebody just say, hey, TT, I didn't, you know, I didn't agree with what you said in its entirety. And that's fine because we're not going to always touch and agree, but you, you, you say, okay, no, this is, this is not it. This is not it. It's not, it's not working. Right. But I think a lot of times, more often than not, we look at situations and we're put in these situations and they're like, okay, oh, you, you would be a great fit for this. And it's like, in what regards, like, because I don't know what to do. I don't have any training. You have these deadlines or these expectations. How will I meet them? How will I make them when I don't even know what to really do? You know, you get thrusted into a position or a role and it's like sink or swim, right? Sink or swim. And these actions are intended to boost the performance. Unfortunately, however, subordinates often look at it as a lack of trust and confidence and time the low expectations just placed upon them then people start to doubt themselves like am i am i competent am i capable am i but you set them up to fail you set them up to fail and that's just not it that's just not it see before the setup to fail syndrome begins the boss and the subordinates are typically engaged in a positive or at least a neutral type of relationship, right? Now, the triggering events that's to come in the setup to fail syndrome is often minor, right? The subordinate may miss a deadline, might lose a client, or submit the wrong report. In other cases, the syndrome is then catapulted by the boss who distances him or herself from the subordinate for their own personal or social reasons right then reacting to the triggering events the boss increases their supervision on the subordinate now they now turn it into almost micromanaging if not micromanaging when they never was the way that they did things giving more specific instruction right you know, um, causing interference, definitely. Then the subordinates then responds by beginning to suspect a lack of confidence, like, you don't think I can do this job, you know? And you may see a little bit of distance, and, you know, that, that boss may have, hey, you want to grab a bite to eat? You want to go to lunch? You want to go to happy after work? Whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's not, you're not included. They, they, they pull back right they may also fight to change your image especially if you're reaching too high or running too fast and you're being too effective well let's slow you down 
they won't say let's slow you down, but they'll do things to encourage you to slow yourself down as if you're not capable or you shouldn't move at the beat of your own drum, if that makes any sense. Then the boss interprets this as overreaching, right? Signs that the subordinate has poor judgment, weak capabilities, incompetent, right? Then they start to limit the subordinate's discretion, withhold social contact, and shows an increase of lack of confidence in what is taking place in the office. And that leaves the the employee, the subordinate, feeling underappreciated, right? They tend to withdraw from being around the boss in functions, anything that connects them directly. In general, they start to automatically just withdraw themselves, even when they're not even invited into a certain situation. And then the boss feels like they're increasingly frustrated and is now convinced that the subordinate cannot perform without intense oversight. Like, what? They start to make them known by the way they talk to them, the deeds, the acts undermining the subordinates right overall and then when the set to fail syndrome is in full effect the boss pressure and control overcomes the subordinate during interactions right otherwise they avoid contact and give the subordinate the routine assignments only right and then, of course, what what's that? What is that employee going to do? They're going to end up shutting down, pulling away. I mean, it's crazy when you call it a setup to fail syndrome, but you got people where they got far guys. I always say people get mad at Donald Trump. He did this. He did this. Da, 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 da. Okay, but you got to remember, he may have been the president. He still had to answer to a cabinet. He made no moves without getting approval from a higher source. And people fail to realize that. You could be mad at him because he's the face. He's the far guy. You looking at somebody who's incompetent. Think about this. You're looking at somebody who you work with or you know of that's incompetent, that's in a leadership role. And they're making acidine moves. And you're looking like, what? But that organization may be trying to cover up something, hide something. And what they will end up doing is looking at, looking at or looking for a fall guy or two it ain't gonna just be one let's be clear it's a number of them and you strategically are gonna put them in certain places because if you're doing some undermining things and things that's not right you're gonna put somebody that people are like how did they even get in that role they can't even so when this shit hits the fan they'll say well he didn't have no clue i mean he didn't have or she didn't have no clue i mean she didn't have the the, the blame game Right? The blame grain. And before you know it, they're looking at the people, the subordinates, the, the people that's under this leader that is not a good leader as like, what is going on? There's the separation, isolation. There's a whole process. Withdrawn. There's all these things. Right? Now, we said, or I should say, I said and mentioned a little earlier, the set up to fill syndrome usually starts 
with the boss doing certain things or the leader doing certain things in this business or organization and it creeps up all of, almost out of nowhere and the plan goes sour real quick real fast now I will say this it will leave the subordinate the employee to feel less motivated less energetic less likely to go beyond the call of duty there might have been a time when that person or those people would have said I'm gonna go over and beyond you getting just enough they're gonna do just the minimum what's required now depending on a person's demeanor and character they may become passive right less aggressive right not offer any problem solving problems like okay we know the problem what's the solution they ain't got nothing for you more prone to hoard information they don't want to share what they know right it's crazy it's really crazy but it happens every day every day someplace at some job at some organization this is happening to people and it's putting them in a zone where they feel like I don't want to do this no more literally wanting to quit if you sense that you are being treated wrong at work or you may be that fall girl or that fall guy I want you to remember that you are resilient you got that job initially because of your qualifications now if you've been promoted or demoted or whatever that might look like for you look at why did you qualify to be promoted what did you do to be demoted? If you know it's off, now we all want to be promoted. Will you honestly be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I don't have a clue what I'm doing or I don't know why they're promoting me. I haven't done anything. You need to think about that. Why would they promote you and you don't have a clue of what you're doing and or you don't even have anybody to teach you to do what they want you to do that they say you'll be so great at how do they know you'll be so great at it look at what was going on before you got in there was it already failing was people already alluding that something ain't right with that team or that unit or that department or that position or that group look at all of that and then you'll find your answer don't be no fall guy for nobody at any time whether it's on the job in a relationship in your family in your friend circle don't be the fall guy don't be fall girl be you authentically you as they say get somebody else to do it I ain't the one that's what you gotta tell them respect well that's all I got for you on this thankful Thursday I know that somebody needed to hear that as a reminder. This will sound familiar to some people. They'll say, well, I'll be damned. Yeah, I'll be damned. It's your girl, Titi from the D, and I'll see you soon.